0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hey, everyone. I hope you're doing well. I'm really excited for you to hear today's guest. Their story is remarkable and extremely moving. I just wanted to give everyone a heads up that we will be talking about domestic violence in this episode. And so, if that is a tender point for you, please take care while listening. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Alex L. and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl.
1: Hey girl.
0: Hi, Erica. (laughs) How are you today?
1: Hi, Alex. I am well today. I am so excited to be chatting with you. I am so excited
0: to be chatting with you. We have known each other for a little bit now, and you are such a light. I'm just so grateful for you and so proud of you and everything else in between. But before we get started, please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do.
1: My name is Erica, and I am a freelance artist and a mother, a full-time mother and an entrepreneur. I am still in the process of healing, but I think I've gotten over the self-doubt. And so I'm stepping into my artistry and just loving on myself, honestly. Mm. And you are doing a beautiful job at that. I want
0: to give some context about how we met. Can you run us through how you and I met?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been waiting for this day for so long. It feels like it's been years. I was married um, at one point. I was married um, really early on. Um, I grew up in a really traditional family. Marriage was a big part of my culture, and it didn't work out. I ended up having to go to a shelter with my little girl. And while I was at the shelter, I was having a breakdown i felt like my whole life was falling apart and one of the best things that happened to me was instagram and your page and your affirmations i would wake up at the shelter in a bunk bed and i would just cry <laughs> i would just cry because i couldn't believe i was there and i would go to your page and i would read your affirmations and i would get myself up and push forward your affirmations lifted my spirits and helped me continue on. And so I think I emailed you, I think I emailed you some pictures (laughs) because I was looking at you and Charlie. And sometimes when we're not where we want to be, we can look at somebody else and, you know, see ourselves. And it helped me to see another mother with a daughter pushing forward. It encouraged me to do the same. And so that was when I emailed you and thanked you for. All that you do because it was powerful for me. It was extremely powerful for me. First
0: of all, thank you for that. Your story in particular has been one I've been really looking forward to sharing Mm -hmm. because you have overcome so much. And I am so grateful that you felt safe enough to reach out to me and tell me pieces of your story and share with me everything that you've walked through and grown through? And if you're comfortable, are you open to sharing why you were in a shelter?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing the growth as well, because I remember us talking before and I was ashamed because I didn't want to tell you, I wasn't ready to share my story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was so ashamed because I was like, Oh, Hey, I'm a grown woman. (laughs) What am I afraid of? But anytime we have an image of what our life is supposed to be and it doesn't go that way. Me in particular, I felt like I was a failure. I had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. I didn't want to leave my marriage because nobody in my family got divorced. There was a lot of abuse in my family, but you just stayed. So Mm. when the abuse happened with me, one, I didn't even realize that I was in a cycle of violence. I had no clue what it was. It wasn't until my sister reached out and said, you need to get help. And I'm an Aries and I'm very like a go-getter. I'm like, I do not need help. I am fine. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, leave me alone. Like, it's my marriage. I'll figure it out. But I was dying inside. I was being abused on different levels, losing myself. And it got to the point where I had to go to the shelter I had to go or else you know and I even now saying it I was at a point when I felt like that was going to be it for me and I called my sister and I cried and I just gave in I told her I had to go can you help me and I went to the shelter and we had an intake and I remember during the intake they asked me if I knew what domestic abuse was, the cycle of violence. And as they're telling me all this, I'm realizing, wow, I've been going through all this for years. Mm. I just did not have a clue what it was. And when we don't know what something is, sometimes we don't know how to address it. We don't know how to fix it Mm -hmm. because we were just unaware. And it was hard, you know, because I didn't want to be a single Black mom, if I'm being honest, I didn't grow up with my biological father. So when I was married and I have my daughter, I was like, my daughter will know her Black father. She will. Mm -hmm. She won't be like me. I will not be a single Black mother because I didn't want to be a stereotype. But those limitations that I put on myself could have gotten me killed. And once I realized I can't put those issues on my child, I can't put those on myself. I can't, stay because I'm scared of a stereotype. I can't stay because I think my daughter will have trauma issues like I did because I didn't grow up with my biological father. And it's going to be okay. Life doesn't always turn out how you think it was. Sometimes it's actually better. (laughs) Mm. Going to the shelter for me was the best thing I've ever done. It wasn't horrific like a lot of stories. I learned so much. And I would not be where I'm at today had I not gone to the shelter. I wouldn't. There's, there's just no way I would, I would be here.
0: I love hearing you reflect on self-choosing and doing what's best for you and your daughter. And you also have two sons. And so. Yeah. <laughs> just like mine, hands full. And I'm curious to know what the final straw was for you to be like, you know what, I can't keep doing this, I've lost myself, I've lost my creativity, I am feeling defeated. What was the final straw for you? And what steps did you take and are you taking to regain your life?
1: I love that you said I have two sons because when I share my story, people say, you have two sons, so where did they come from? And the truth is, I went back. A lot of women that are in abusive situations go back. I think it's about, we go back seven times before we leave for good. Um, There was a movie on Netflix called Made. And it was, I cried the whole time because it depicts what you go through. It shows a really good light on what that is. And I did go back and... Not to get too deep, but my sons are a, oh, I didn't think I was going to get emotional. (laughs) But that's that's what happens when you go back, you know? And the biggest thing for me was, and I'm working towards this now because I want to help women.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Not everybody has parents they can go to when they're going through this. Not everybody always has a support net. So what happens is, You might go to a shelter and some shelters can't find, you know, housing for you or they can't find jobs for you. So you're just in a shelter Mm -hmm. and then you get tired. So then you go back to your abuser because you don't have a family to go to, whatever that situation might look like. And a lot of women do that. They don't have a mother or a father or family to go to. And so you get into this cycle of going to the shelter, nothing happening and returning back. Mm -hmm. And that was what was happening with me. And I remember just thinking, I have completely lost myself. I learned what codependency was. I realized I was codependent. I also realized I cared more about other people. I hated tension. So I always would make sure everyone was okay because I wanted to avoid tension. And I learned, like, I'm not happy. I'm not a happy mother. (laughs) I'm not a happy friend. I am faking the funk. And I'm miserable. I don't paint because I'm not happy. I'm I was miserable. I started losing my hair. I had alopecia. I was getting sick. Was at the hospital left and right and one day I woke up and I looked at my sons and I looked at my daughter and I was like I don't want them to repeat what I did. I don't want them to think that it's okay because I'm basically telling them it's okay to stick around in toxic mess. I'm doing it. So why wouldn't they do it? And I um, called a shelter out here that a lot of people didn't like because it wasn't fancy. And I called and I spoke with the director and she said, if you come in at 12 o'clock, I can get you a room and we can talk. I came in and I told her, if you can't help me with housing or getting independent, I'm just going to stay with him and settle. Mm -hmm. because I'm so tired. I have no family to go to because, you know, my family was going through their own things. They weren't in a position to support me. And she looked at me and she said, if you stay here in the program, I will make sure you have a roof over your head and you're going to be fine, but you have to trust me. Mm -hmm. That's all I needed to hear. I grabbed my babies and I took nothing with me (laughs) and joined that program. And never looked back ever since. And we have been abundantly blessed. Mm. I have an abundance of peace that I am never going to give up <laughs> ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I will, I refuse to give up the peace that I create because I get to make the choice of how my day goes. Things come in. I have three kids. Trust me, I'm not always peaceful. <laughs> I get tired, but <laughs> it's a choice. I have a choice because I don't have anybody taking my choice away. Mm. It's mine. It's all mine. And it's not over until it's over. I tell my kids that all the time. My daughter, mom, I don't know how to do this, or this is hard. And it's okay. It's literally not over till it's over. You can practice every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's keep going and we missed out on so much during those years you know i i sometimes feel guilty with my daughter the most because she's seen the most and she went through the most but one thing i can say i'm very proud of i loved on my kids and my daughter would tell me all the time even yesterday she called me and told me and she goes mom i'm okay <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm okay and that was all i needed because I couldn't believe that I allowed her to even witness a lot of things and go through a lot of things. My, my daughter at one point begged me to leave a baby, begging a grown woman to leave because I couldn't. And there was points when even when she asked me to leave, I wouldn't. And I'm just so grateful that she had so much, you know, resilience and she's so strong and she understands. And my McKenna is my Kenna Bean is everything. And so going to the shelter, not just for myself, but for my kids, it was worth it. Leaving a horrible situation to have love and peace and feel safe will always be worth it. Always.
0: I remember you um, texting me and saying, like, when you started, like, getting crafty again <laughs> and, you know, sending me photos of the chair you painted and oh, yes. you painted in McKenna's room. And yeah. I would just look at my phone and just, like, cry. And I'm oh. getting emotional now just because... Like you did what you said you were going to do, you know, and you chose yourself and you didn't give up even when you felt like you wanted to, you didn't settle even when you felt like you wanted to. And your story and your life is so valuable. And I want to talk about like when art returned to you, because I know that that's like a big love. Can you... Talk us through feeling safe enough in your own space.
1: Oh my God! To
0: create again.
1: (laughs) Now you're gonna make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) The key word that you just said was my own space. I didn't even realize how important it is for us to have our own space when we got. It was a long process. We were in the shelter for a year, and. We were on a program and we were able to go to an apartment. It was a permanent supportive housing apartment. And that was tough just because the area wasn't the greatest. And they told us if we were, I guess, essentially, you know, had good behavior that we could eventually get a voucher. And what I learned in the shelter was to set goals and to not give up. And so once I heard we could get a voucher, I said, voucher means we can get out of here and I can get us a home in a better area. Mm -hmm. So that was the goal. And mind you, in the apartment, I was pregnant with my my youngest and waddling around there. But the goal was get a voucher, get me into a home so my kids will be secure. We'll have our own place and it'll be safe. And me and McKenna wrote what we wanted in our home. She said she wanted a big old tree. I wanted a backyard to garden and it happened. Everything happened. (laughs) And We moved into the home and I remember my landlord was like, it's really small, which it is. It's a really small home, but it's my home. It's our home. And we had nothing. You know, I I wrote nonprofits. I remember writing you and I shared my story on Instagram and I was terrified (laughs) and we were blessed with donations and furniture and I made sure to do the kids rooms first and I remember once all that was complete I was unpacking boxes that I had and paintbrushes fell out of the box and I almost didn't know what to do (laughs) I was like oh I haven't painted in years like I still have these things and I started to cry (laughs) I know it's paintbrushes but I started to cry because I was like wow Nobody can take my paintbrushes away from me. Nobody can throw my canvases away. Nobody can keep me where I can't go to buy these things. And I grabbed my paintbrushes and I held on to them like like they were my babies. And the next day I went out and um, my sister had taught me about watercolors. That's where I started. And watercolors for me are so therapeutic. I tend to be somewhat of a control freak at times. You really can't control watercolors.
0: (laughs) No, you can't.
1: (laughs) I've learned that too. (laughs) (laughs) So I wasn't great at the beginning (laughs) (laughs) because the control issue. But then once I started to relax, all the colors, the way they would flow brought me back to where it all began, which was in elementary school for me. And painting was always a way for me to escape whether it was good or bad if i just needed to escape into another world away from people painting always did that for me and once i felt that again i was like the possibilities are are endless i'm back in it and i painted for like a year covid hit so i really got to paint cuz we were <laughs> stuck in this house right me and mckenna i do it with the boys a little but they're 3 and 4 so they're in their own little world, but me and McKenna, now that she, she's going to be 12. I can't believe she's going to be 12. (laughs) She wasn't even in school when I first
0: reached out to you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Taller than me. Like she wears a size nine and a half shoe. I'm like, oh my goodness. This beautiful child of mine is growing up, but we are very big on writing down the life we want. Mm. I'm big on that because I'd never want her to think she can't have it. You put the work in and you keep going for it and you can. It takes time. It, this was a three year process for us, but it takes time. And I just got news. I submitted some work and for our city, the city of Hammond, they're having an exhibit for Black History Month and your girl's gonna be in it on the 18th (laughs) yes oh my gosh Erica it's coming full circle it's so Mm. for me and I'm I'm gonna get emotional there was a point when I thought I was just this weird creative black girl that nobody liked Mm. and nobody understood and what I wanted was not possible Mm -hmm. I truly believe that I truly believed I want too much. I need to Mm. stop wanting so much. Like you can't do all of that. That's not possible. Or why do you like that for that's weird or what, you know, and being in this home and getting out of the shelter and having a home for my babies. My babies are happy. My babies are happy and healthy and safe And thriving shows me it's all possible. Any woman in any situation, not just abuse, just don't give up. Like timing is everything. It literally took me almost four years to get back into painting. There's 11 year olds that can paint better than me. You know, I was like, I've been out the game for for four years. Like, I can't go back. Like, people are making NFTs out here. Like, (laughs) I'm a little late. It's never too late because what you have, Mm -hmm. nobody else has. That's the beautiful thing. We are all uniquely made. We are all deserving of peace and love and feeling safe. And nobody has a right to take that from you. Nobody. Not even your parents. Nobody, nobody can take that from you. And so I'm so grateful that I love myself. I'm so grateful that I even I like myself. There was points I didn't like myself. I didn't like myself. I didn't want to be here. Now I want to be here. I have so much to offer. I have so much to share and learn and see. And the gratitude that I have for you, for everybody that has contributed and helps me even when I don't talk to them, like I am either looking at your affirmation on Instagram or reading your book. I gave all my friends your book, <laughs> like we <laughs> chat about your book <laughs> and the shelter I go there and I tell women about loving yourself it's okay, it's okay like I used to think being selfish was so bad, but if you're not selfish uh. That ain't good either. <laughs> You're going to lose yourself. You have to be. It's a healthy thing to choose yourself. Mm. And that, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm choosing me. I'm choosing my babies. I'm choosing to be the light for them. I'm choosing to accept positive, loving things. I don't want anything that's going to confuse me or make me doubt myself. That's not allowed mm. at all.
0: Sound so sure. And I love that because I don't even know how long we've been in communication, but like it's been years, as you said. And it's just like to hear the growth in your voice, just like in your confidence, in your self-security, it is beautiful. And to hear your vulnerability Mm -hmm. and your pain and your struggle is also really eye-opening because it shows that we're never alone in what we're walking through. And someone is going to hear this and it is going to bless them. I love that you are open and have been willing to share a piece of your vulnerability with us without shame and without guilt because we need each other's stories. And your ability to overcome and to mm-hmm. press forward and to f- build safety and to build self-love and then to give back to the women that you know in the ways that you do. It is just amazing. And I am stunned by your dedication to yourself and your family. And oh. those kids are just so blessed. And you are so blessed to have them. Y'all are y'all are <laughs> wonderful. Y'all are so wonderful. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for creating a safe place for us all to talk. Because one of the biggest things for women that are in shelters, it is so hard to tell your story. Even when I was talking today, I felt my voice tremble a couple of times. Like it's nerve wracking to speak about it because it was such a traumatic thing. But we need these stories. You know, we need to know that somebody made it. I just needed to know somebody made it. Mm -hmm. because it seemed impossible. Like, I am so tired of going to shelters. I'm like, did anybody make it out the shelter? Like, Mm -hmm. because I don't hear those stories. (laughs) I don't, I just keep seeing people leaving. And I remember when I decided like, no, I'm not leaving. Where am I going? Mm -hmm. I have nowhere to go. And not that I had nowhere to go, but where I could go wasn't good. Mm -hmm. So I might as well stay here and create what I want the life that I want, the peace that I want. And your platform and your content is all geared towards loving oneself. And when we love ourselves, we can help serve others. And that is where I'm at now. I don't want any woman, man, child, anybody, any human being to stay in a situation that degrades them, that makes them question their worth. That makes them doubt their decision-making. It's not worth it. The materials that you might have, you'll get them back. You'll get them back tenfold. Leave it. It's mm-hmm. not worth it. It's it's really not. Um, statuses and titles and what people might think. I was really, oh, I was big on that. What are people going to think of me? <laughs> oh, I better not leave. Like, mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter what they think. They think about stuff every day. They don't care. They'll think about something new the next day or something to talk about. But what's important is that we take care of us. We love us. We deposit into ourselves. That's what I want. I want people to love on themselves so hard that when something they don't like comes their way, they already know like, nope, I'm not accepting that. I'm not. And that's just where I'm at. And I thank you so much. I thank you so much for having this podcast and for having All the things that you have, because I one, I can't wait till I meet you in person because I'm just going to squeeze the mess out of you. But it's so important. It's a beautiful thing when we can help each other. (laughs) We are magical creatures and we are capable of building and creating some of the most amazing things. So I'm all here for it. I am rooting for everyone (laughs) on their journey and I just want everybody that may be going through something to know that it does get better. It totally gets better and you can create what you want. It just takes time, but you can, it's doable. If
0: you were mentoring your younger self or your former self, what would you tell her? Oh.
1: (laughs) Oh, I was just having this conversation with my daughter actually. So it's, it's fitting. I didn't grow up with my biological father. And my biological father actually had two kids on the way. I was his firstborn, and then he had my brother. And he left my mother, and he was with my brother's mother and raised my brother. And uh, I remember meeting him maybe one time, and I told myself, and I was probably six, I said, I'm going to get straight A's. I'm going to join track." And I'm going to be so good that he's going to want me. Mm -hmm. And I carried that throughout my teenage years, uh, my 20s, that I was going to be good enough so people wanted me. Mm -hmm. So I would tell myself, baby, like, let that go. (laughs) You don't have to do anything but be you. If somebody wants to be in your life they'll show up. You don't have to join track every year, even though you were tired. They're not coming. They're not coming. <laughs> like, like that, <laughs> I think it's a real like no one's coming. Like they're not coming. They don't want to. That's their choice. Don't go above and beyond and trying to get people to want to be with you. Don't do it. Those that see your light will see your light. Those that value you will value you those that want to be there will show up. So don't go out your way to do all the things that you think that they want to get them to come. I'm 33 years old. And unfortunately, my father has never came back. After six, I've never seen him. And I am fine. I'm okay now. Because I finally realized that nothing I did was going to be what he needed to come back to, you know, nothing i that's not how this works. And so I would tell myself, girl, you is good enough. Now go sit your butt down. Stop trying to run all this track and stop and go eat something. Like (laughs) stop trying to like, he not coming. It's okay. Cause you got plenty of more beautiful people that are like-minded that are going to bless you, Mm -hmm. your group and the people that love you. They're going to show up. They're going to show up. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it, baby. That's, that's what I would say. Because it would have saved me. It would have saved me a lot of time on a lot of <laughs> dumb stuff that I do.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai.